Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode, which is part two of Dean's Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Thank That's you. in Illinois. Oh, good. I'm demonstrating my memory. That was good, because last time we did a part two that we separated out, you, eh, it worked out so well for <laughs> I you. remembered stuff. You did. Mm-hmm. Not so much over here. I, I remembered you did. most of it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Quick recap from part one of the Mad Caster. Mad, Mad Caster. Mad Caster. The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. We learned that it was in 1944 in September when the good people of the little town of Mattoon discovered a prowler amongst their mist, an anesthetic prowler. This is somebody who apparently was injecting some kind of a gas into people's homes that made them disabled, paralyzed, sick, sometimes burning throats or nose, sometimes swollen lips. Vomit. Some vomiting, some serious vomiting was going on. We learned that um, the local newspaper kind of hyped it and really presented it as an actual, the acts of some mm-hmm. mad gasser. And, it, it, mm-hmm. it, and we learned also, fortunately, that he went from being called the anesthetic prowler, or no, I'm sorry, anesthetist prowler, to the mad gasser, which was a big, 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 big improvement. And we also learned that it was something of a frenzy. They were actually, and we have it, we'll have a table up there. But they you were. Keep hyping up this table. <laughs> I said it, mentioned it twice. That's the second time I've mentioned it. I'm not sure hype is the right word here. He Poss- won't possible. stop talking about it. In all, there are about something like 20 incidents in a very short time frame, really from about the first 10 days or so of September 1944. So it was quite, it's quite the active anesthetist prowler slash mad, mad gasser. Yeah, very busy on certain nights. Very busy, mm-hmm. yeah, especially on the 6th and the 5th. What, and so that kind of brings you up to date. This is still pretty early on here, the 10th-ish or so, a little bit after that. You start to feel a little bit of a mood change. After three attacks on the 9th of September, a group of local business leaders called for a rally the next day. So they're still, you know, they're very upset. They are taking it very seriously, as they should. And they wanted to sort of ratchet up pressure on the police to get more, even more attention, even though the police were taking it very seriously, as we recall from part, part one, mm-hmm. the has some special two-way radios, which <laughs> I meant to look up if it really was that big a deal in 1944, and I forgot to, but they also had the FBI, a couple of agents were in from the FBI, and, and some folks from the Missouri, Missouri, I said it again, <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> Illinois State Police, I don't know why I said that, but this kind of would be the high watermark of the panic, this rally, and this call for even more intense pressure on the police. The next night, the 11th, after the night after the rally, the town was sort of primed for more activity. Remember, there are still some more incidents on the 10th. There were a few reports on the night of the 11th, but all were dismissed as false alarms by the police who went to look into them. I wonder why. Because they were false alarms. <laughs> because, I mean, mm. they, they, you know... What, how did they determine them false alarms? The people didn't have symptoms or... You know, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Um, I mean, they never saw the culprit ever in any of no, the... No, they didn't. So, mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but okay. it seems like the police were getting a little bit... Suspicious. Yes, they Suspicious. were, and they weren't the only ones. Yeah. In fact, with nerves on edge throughout the town, there was a spate of false alarms and finger-pointing and anyone unlucky enough to be walking outside at night. So, it was what you yeah. talked about last mm-hmm. time. But there was a whole spate of these, what were at least determined at this point by the police to be false alarms. Yeah, I could see, like... 
I mean, honestly, we have some branches that brush against our windows. I could yeah. see somebody hearing something like that and thinking, oh, my God, it's the mad gasser. I will bet you there were some. And by the way, good old Parson voice. Thank you. Way, that was very good. <laughs> but I bet you there was a, a lot along that line. So not, I thought yeah. I saw somebody out there and there's nothing. No one yeah. got sick. No one had any. You know, there's no so it's not like a malicious false report. No. It's just... People, no, people are on edge. S- yes. Super on edge, yeah. paranoid and fearful. I mean, which I understand. Yeah. I would be terrified. It would be scary. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard not to let it get to you. Yeah. When it's that much, that rash of, an, of attacks so quickly, so close together, and people getting pretty seriously yeah. sick. Too sick. bad. Too bad there were no ring doorbells in the day. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't have that nowadays. We'd know who yep. dropped that lipstick. It'd be caught on multiple key. cameras. By the way, how do skeletons key, keys exist? I don't understand that. Well, I don't think they exist for current day locks. No, they yeah. don't, no. It this would be weird. Here's a key that locks. opens everybody's lock. That's not <laughs> a good thing. Know. That should not be legal. <laughs> don't think those are a thing anymore. Mm-mm. So this was just in time for the panic to begin to fade. This rash of false alarms uh, really kind of signaled the end of it. The, the newspaper reports that had started so breathlessly and credulously began to take a little bit more of a skeptical bent. It might have been all the false alarms. I don't know. So, But the media began to wonder, hey, has, has this really been happening? Has it been a panic? Has it been misidentification? Or even has there been instances of fraud, just people making up attacks? Yeah. They, I mean, again, this, this is a shocking how on a dime the attitude kind of changed. The vast majority of reports had come from women. Mm-hmm. And now some articles in the newspapers, because it had gone beyond Mattoon, quoted psychologists who reminded everyone how hysterical women could get. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, we have uteri. That, do, that does it. It is. It, that must be the reason. Hysteria. Yeah, yes. probably so. I mean, they don't call it a hysterectomy for nothing. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> yes? No? Okay. Did you know, hormone fact, that when women are on their periods... Mm-hmm. The, is this now a period talk? No, I'm just saying With, like okay. women hysterical, women emotional mm-hmm. topic... The hormone that's more prevalent in women's bodies is actually testosterone. Yes. Really? Yes. Yep. So when Did men complain that. about, oh, when women are on their periods or women are so hysterical, it's actually testosterone that are making us more irritable. Act, or so more like men. Women yeah. are being more like men, so men don't appreciate that. I get it, men. Exactly. All right, bros. So we're on the same side. <laughs> no. Here. no. Okay. Saying the behaviors that women do that men hate so much are because of the male hormone. Then you're so you're saying women should stop doing that because it does annoy men, and that seems I they, again we I think we agree. <laughs> I believe that we are no in agreement. Maybe the newspapers thought these women had invented a gasser for attention, or maybe it was just what? born of nerves. Well, wasn't one of the first reports from a man? We'll get to that. Oh yeah, many husbands, after all, were off fighting. The war, and mm-hmm. so a lot of Mattoon's women were alone. So they thought maybe there's the overacting, it's all the war tension. And of course, this ignored what physical evidence there was the cloth, the key, the lipstick, but also yeah. the footprints and some apparently cut screens. And of course, it also ignores the fact that there were several male victims. Yeah. Yes. Still, this new take seemed to gain steam in the coverage of the crisis very quickly. That's not surprising at all. Yeah. It, it really isn't. Well, well actually it is. I mean, you'd think no. that the media would just milk it relentlessly. Nowadays, they probably would. Yeah. They wouldn't go, you know, everybody would calm down. It's probably a panic. They'd go, you know, on the, on yeah. the lookout for more Prowler events. It'd be day three yeah. of the <laughs> Madcaster Mattoon watch. Yes. 
Madcasser. I like that. I like Madcasser. <laughs> let's just change the words all the time. Yeah. Let's, not, let's ignore English grammar. So one headline of this period read, quote, many prowler reports, few real. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. That was pretty judgmental. A little judgy. Pretty hmm. judgy. But this art, the actual article read a, a part of it said, quote, two women, one residing in the 2300 block of Champaign Avenue, the other in the 800 block of Moultrie Avenue were taken to Memorial Hospital for treatment and examination after they told police they had been attacked by the gas. The former woman claimed the attack had occurred at her home. The other said she smelled the gas as she sat in the theater. A physician who examined both women said that he could find no evidence of poison gas or other chemical and that, in his opinion, both suffer from ex- extreme nervous tension. Both women were given sedatives and taken to their homes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Valium, dear. Yeah. Go Hmm. shut the hell up and leave us alone. The men are working. So basically, yes, I'm happy pills for you. Leave us alone. Everything's going to be just fine. And again, uh, from Eastern Illinois University that uh, made that legendary table, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I have a, a kind of a selection of headlines from the newspaper at the time from the Mattoon Daily Journal Gazette. And anesthetic prowler on loose. Mrs. Kearney and daughter, first victims. That's early on. Anesthetic prowler adds victim. Mrs. C. Cortis burned, ill two hours. Mad anesthetist strikes again, visits two more homes in city during night. Mad prowler takes it easy for night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he needed a rest. He now, here, here's the great change. Mad gasser adds six victims, exclamation point. Five women and boy, latest overcome. That was probably the sixth. Many prowler reports, few real. City calmer and after wild weekend. Now we're getting toward the mad gasser case limited to four suspects. We'll get to that in a second. Gas calls, in quotes, at vanishing point. Police get two false alarms during night. So you see it very quickly went from everything's panic, panic, panic. This is, this is I mean, again, the very first frame kind of framed it as a person out there doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly became, oh, it's just it's false alarms. It's panic. We have some suspects. We'll get to the suspects in a second. About two weeks into the attack, so this is a little bit after they had, and we would later figure out they had effectively ended, Thomas Wright, the commissioner of public health for the area, acknowledged that there had been many gas attacks in Mattoon over the last couple of weeks, but he thought that panic took over. At some point, I, he seemed to imply that there were real attacks early on. At some point, panic and hysteria had taken over. Yeah. So primed with these early reports with, of this mad gasser on the loose, any odd smell after that became an attack, yeah. and it caused hysterical symptoms or panic or overreactions or you know, leap to false conclusions. It, it caused classic hysteria, is what he argued. He said, quote, there is no doubt that a gas maniac exists and has made a number of attacks, but many of the reported attacks are nothing more than hysteria. Fear of the gas man is entirely out of proportion <laughs> to the menace of the relatively harmless gas he is spraying. The whole town is sick with hysteria. Again, it's about two weeks in. This is about three or four days after the last of the attacks. And you don't know at the time that they've effectively, they essentially ended, but, you know, they had essentially ended, but they're still, it, it was quickly went from this, everybody is concerned and police are taking it really seriously to even this officials saying, everybody calm down. It's a panic. Yeah. So the mood had, had shifted right the health commissioner, he warned that anyone reporting an attack from then on will be forced to undergo an immediate examination by doctors. Hmm. Those angry men who had been hanging out near the police station to chase cop cars, they were told that if they did so again, they'd be arrested. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, that actually is good. 
So I mean, effectively, the authorities had had enough. Yeah. The Mattoon police chief, C.E. Cole, on September 12th, just a couple days after what would prove to be the last attack, but still, you know, not knowing that, he went further than Wright, the commissioner, did. Chief Lee declared that their investigation had shown that there was no mad gas or pumping noxious fumes into people's homes. Wow, never, ever? At all. None of them? Wow. He blamed all the incidents on shifting winds that sometimes blew fumes from a nearby power plant into the town, and then that... Those fumes blew through open doors and caused the events, mm-hmm. caused the apparent incidents. That was his explanation, just Cole. So for Chief Cole, it was not kind of this real spark followed by hysteria. It was utterly explicable and explainable from start to finish. Okay. There was no such thing as a mad gasser in Mattoon. It never had been. The mad gasser, the chief decided for himself, was a mirage. He was a phantom, <gasps> a product of imagination and paranoia and hysteria. Mm-hmm. He proclaimed the case a, quote, mistake from beginning to end, and he was done with it. So now let's go on to how the gasser passed. <laughs> okay, that's not that good. After September 10th, there was one more incident. It was three days later on the 13th. Some sources, though, don't even include this in sort of the official list of incidents or even as a case of the mad gasser, but it's intriguing because partly because of the alleged victims, uh, Bertha Birch, or our bench, and her son Orville described the gasser as appearing to be a woman dressed as a man. Hmm. I had a feeling that would might be an angle at one point. Remember yeah. the lipstick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had sprayed gas through a bedroom window, they said, this woman dressed as a man. Yeah. And they found a woman's high-heeled shoe prints outside in the dirt outside their house, they said. It's a sloppy... Because, of course, a woman has to be wearing high-heeled high shoes even when she's prowling and gasping. as a man. And dressed as a man. And a on and a <laughs> tight-knit cap and black sweater and heels. Stiletto. And, and a nice red lip. Oh, she wanted her calves to still look fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, but remember the lipstick found by Bela Cordes. So that, you know, pretty sloppy. You're right. And high heels aren't exactly... Prowler friendly. Yeah. So still, this is the most colorful Madagascar attack by far, <laughs> yes. and I choose to believe it. I, I think the police thought it was. They treated it as a as a, a joke and yeah. knock it off. Yeah. But after that, the mania was kind of spent, but not before there were twenty five cases and twenty nine reported victims of these incidents in about roughly two tumultuous weeks in Mattoon, Illinois, in nineteen forty four. No one was ever caught no one even, and, and prosecuted yeah. at all. Not yeah. even arrested. Not even questioned? Not, I mean, there lots Probably. of people questioned, but no one was even kind of sort of seriously, yeah. we got our guy, we just can't prove it. They did came down to those four suspects I mentioned that the police thought they were, but then uh, they quickly shifted to, you know what, forget it, because it's bullshit anyway. Yeah. So it didn't even happen, and they, they lost interest, and as the attack stopped, they kind of forgot about yeah. it. The police came to, to have four spot suspects under surveillance while the investigation was ongoing, but eventually none ever came of any of those culprits. One unfortunate man in the wrong place at the wrong time was grabbed by a roving vigilante group and hauled into the police station. Again, lucky he wasn't lynched. Yeah. Jesus. Lucky for him, though, he was checked out. He passed a polygraph, for oh. what that's worth, <laughs> and he was released. So they didn't consider him a serious suspect. Hmm. There was no obvious physical cause for the gas or symptoms ever determined by doctors. That's, that's key, so keep that in mind. 
it's, it's really one of the most baffling features of the case, and it's caused for many who consider it to have been caused by hysteria, is that there's just no known agent, no chemical agent, that could have caused the combination of ailments that were described by the victims. Mm-hmm. Then and now, people are saying, we don't know anything that could have done those things. Really? Yeah. So with the lack of more attacks, the lack of any, any conceivable cause, the new media take that was more skeptical and kind of the clear hostility from authorities, the crisis vanished almost as quickly as it had started. The new newspapers went from being dismissive to even being demeaning mm. after this. The crowds around City Hall dissipated pretty quickly. The extra squad cars and the overtime was scaled back. I don't know if they took their two-way radios away <laughs> or not. Almost immediately after this end of it happened, the fears completely subsided, and most Matunians, I don't know if that's a real thing. Maybe. They wanted to forget it ever happened, so hmm. they did. Yeah. And it kind of became lost to history. Yeah, I have never heard of this before. Now, there could have also, oddly, people looking into this have found some incidents before this that seem oddly similar. Hmm. Almost like a warm-up, or, or who knows if they're connected or not, but... There was not the only mad gasser attack in America of around this time. There was a similar episode in Butetort County. I have no idea if that's, that, <laughs> that's how I pronounce it or not. Butetort in Virginia. It happened December 1933 through February of 1934. This is about a decade before this gasser struck a variety of towns throughout western Virginia, including Fincastle, Troutville, Cloverdale, Howells Mill, Pleasantdale, Bonsack, and Carvin's Cove. <laughs> well, that's a lot of communities. Yeah, yeah it is. They're all small next, near each right. other, all in one county, as I mentioned. In the last town, by the way, Carvin's Cove, the police had even set up roadblocks all around the, the town following an attack, but either the madman slipped through or he was one of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't catch anyone. There was the same kind of unusual odor. There was the nausea. There was the multiple attacks, quote, in quotes, on a given night. One woman almost suffocated from a constricted throat. She, Hmm. I mean, it's a fairly significant physical uh, reaction. Victims were generally near a door or window, and some reported tears in the window screens, and some also reported footprints in the dirt outside those windows. Mm Mm-hmm. No lipstick, no skeleton key, but otherwise pretty eerily familiar. Yeah. Hmm. In Butetort County, <laughs> sorry, but Butetort, like in Mattoon, the authorities first went all in to find this crazy attacker. Okay, it's serious. They took it very, very seriously, but quickly it dampened, and some people blamed it on a panic. And the authorities said, oh, we think they're mainly hoaxes or false alarms or hysteria. Yeah. Again, it quickly was, they, when, when they can't find anyone and they kind of stop, the police decide it was, it was all BS. More proximate in time to Mattoon, though, was an incident in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. This was in February of 1944, so just a few months before Mattoon. A family had fled their house in the early morning after noticing that a, quote, sweet, smelling gas was in their house. Hmm. Again, that sounds very much like the Mad Gasser, yeah. who would strike Mattoon, but I guess like nine months later. Less fortunate were the neighbors of this family that reported the sweet-smelling gas. This yeah. the, Ref- the Refford family. Three Refford family members were found dead the next morning by felled oh, by some, quote, mystery, mystery gas, the papers what? called it. Okay, so and we can't really call this one a hoax. It had asphyxiated all three of them. Wow. So was this just escaped natural gas 
combined with some unusual order, odor that the neighbors smelled. Did they um, determine a cause of death for those three people? Asphyxiation. Not exactly, but, but beyond but, that, no. That, not that I read. Wow. Cause unknown? Yeah. I wow. mean, I think they probably chalked up to some kind of natural gas leak, which are pretty common. Still are, but yeah. amazingly common back then. I, I don't... You know what? When did they make... This is around the time they made the gas companies put sulfur to make it that rotten egg smell that yeah. we now familiar. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's an odorless. Right. Ga- natural mm-hmm. gas is odorless. Yeah. So I don't know exactly... I don't remember when that was. Huh. But it was there was tons of deaths from natural gas. Wow! Yeah. So pro- it was probably that, but it was it was treated as much more mysterious than that, especially because the next door neighbors smelled something weird, which right. was a natural gas smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't know. Did Matt the somebody in Mattoon hear about this, and months later decide he could do something in his town? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So what the hell happened in Mattoon in September of 1944? The most common explanation. Since almost immediately after the event had ended, has been mass hysteria. Yeah. Mm. No chemical agent is known to cause the symptoms that happened in Matum. The complaints dissipated quickly, and they also seemed to be selective. Remember, only Mrs. Kearney and her daughter, for instance, were affected in that incident, though there were other, several other people in the house at the same time who were not affected. And particularly the sister, who said she smelled a sickly sweet odor. odor but she apparently was fine enough to run off to a neighbor and get help. Yeah. Yeah. The scent itself was also different to different people. Sometimes it's described as musty, most often sweet. Some said it liked perfume. Some said like flowers. Mm-hmm. Some had symptoms mm-hmm. without any smell at all. So this constellation of symptoms, choking, swelling, temporary weakness, or paralysis, they're all considered classic mass hysterical elements. Really? Yeah, they're not. I mean, they, you could have them without having a true physical cause. That's true. Even like the woman who had swelling? That's a little different. Yeah, a swelling. swelling I, I, what I read listed swelling as a potential, as a, as a mass uh-huh. hysterical element, potentially, which, you know, the yeah. mind can do amazing things. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because a couple did have swollen lips. At least yeah. one woman I remember had swollen lips. But things like, my throat burns, my nose burns. That's you're reporting that. Right, you're saying right. that you may actually believe that it may not, but there may not be a physical cause. Yeah. But what about the physical evidence? Even as limited as it was, what what about that? Like cut screens. So maybe, yeah. or maybe those were tears in old screens that exactly. had been there for months or years, and, and you we never just now noticed. noticed. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's very possible, but yeah. it's not. It's not a certainty. Some people reported like they were. You know, actually, truly cut. I've I've had that. I can't remember exactly when or where, but I know I've seen screens that looked cut, and I know where yeah. it's cut. No. Yes, they, they tear I, like that. They tear very evenly. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, we don't know. I don't want to dismiss it out of hand at all. That no. could have been actually what true, but it could have been at least in some instances. They yeah, were. it's easy to explain away all the physical evidence, though. Footprints, Footprints. in the flower beds, same thing. Yeah, somebody stepped there. Yeah, it could have been weeks ago. It could have been days ago. And now it's you're, you're mm-hmm. noticing it. Mm-hmm. Somebody dropped a lipstick. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Skeleton key and the lipstick found at the porch of the Cortez's house. That that just seems. I mean, it very easily could have been coincidental. Mm-hmm. It was just the, she went looking for something after finding that rag, sniffing it, feeling better two hours later, and going out and look for stuff, and she found an old lipstick, yeah. lipstick tube, and a skeleton key. Mm-hmm. They could have been there for days, but they might not have either. Although it's a pretty sloppy prowler, leaving those things yeah. behind. Yeah, a lipstick of all things. That white cloth on the door, though, that's a little strange. This was early enough 
where I don't feel like there wasn't a hysteria yet. This is the fifth. So there had been those incidents on the first, but there was the delay. I, you know, it doesn't seem like there was hysteria or mania quite yet. That was really started after the, the events of the fifth and sixth. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how I read it. Anyway, yeah. So that's an odd mm-hmm. one. I mean, can someone find a cloth on the doorstep and hysterically invent an attack at the time that had only been a handful of events from a few days ago? I, I, I don't know. I if, mean, was that really up most... If they heard of them, then what, was yeah. That, was that in her mind? She's thinking, why think that in your mind? You heard that story a few days ago about a, a mad gasser, not a bad lever behind of white handkerchief or whatever it was, a white yeah. cloth, and you smell the cloth, it smells funky, and you go right to, oh my God, I've been poisoned, I, and you have these hysterical reactions to it. Those were very serious. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know. That seems odd. Mm-hmm. Dumb to have sniffed a rag, no doubt. But it Very. seems odd that that was her action if there wasn't really something on that rag. It's not yeah. impossible, but it seems odd to me. Yeah. She was a hysterical woman, after all. She was. No, I'm, I'm, you might misunderstand me. I think it's odd. I, I'm not convinced that was hysteria. I don't think it was. I know. Mm. Okay. If hysteria was the cause, the spark was that initial somewhat hysterical article in the Mattoon Journal Gazette. Remember, it said the headline was Anesthetic Prowler on the Loose. And the kicker was Mrs. Kearney and daughter first, first victims. Yeah. So that this frame, it has come in for condemnation, as I mentioned earlier, last in part one, by the proponents of mass hysteria. They felt like it, it started it. Right. So it started the, yeah. the frame of it was that, okay, there's a person that attacked the Kearneys, not some you know, fumes blowing in from into the window, or a gas leak or something like that. A person attacked them and caused this and also assumed that there are going to be more victims to come. Right. That's the, that is kind of weird if you yeah. think about it. And so the argument is this triggered fear and tension and that it was exacerbated by this wartime angst going on and suddenly people were seeing shadows that weren't there and there were smells that should have been familiar seemed peculiar to them and then they started having these psychosomatic manifestations that followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so that's the mass hysteria. I'm explaining a little bit more in a minute, but another popular explanation is this toxic waste or pollution. Some people felt, felt that, just like the police chief did. So this was essentially police chief Cole's supposition. And it, somehow shifting winds had pushed this something nasty into their town and then through the windows of some townspeople. He thought it was something called carbon tetrachloride or possibly triclo... Trichloroethylene. Trichloro. Trichloroethylene, because they both have a kind of a sweet smell. I don't know if he asked around, asked a ask a chemist or yeah. something like that, but he he pointed to those two chemicals as the possible culprits. So when they got wind of this accusation, <laughs> good one, Dean. That's only a pun if you thought it was funny. Uh, the company Atlas Imperial, that was the company that ran that factory that was being blamed for causing this by the police chief. They said that they only had about five pounds of carbon tetrachloride lying around, and okay. all of it was used for fighting fires. Oh. They weren't hmm. spewing it out into the air. It's like, who does that? They were, <laughs> it was ready for them to fight fires in the factory if they needed it, but it wasn't something they you know, were releasing, they hmm. said. Yeah. What were they doing at that factory? Uh, making things. Just stuff. Stuff, lots of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> So, and since you're asking, by the way, sure, we have some triclo, <laughs> trichloroethylene there here at the go. plant because we use that as a solvent, they said. Who doesn't? Everybody has some. But 
Atlas and Pearl said there's no way that chemical could have caused the mad gas or symptoms, those ailments. It doesn't, wouldn't hmm. do that. It, yeah. Yes, it, it might smell sweet, but it doesn't cause those things in people. Yeah. yeah. And we have guys in white lab coats with receipts on that. So they trotted out some chemists and said, no, this, this, these chemicals could not have caused those things. Hmm. They said, oh, they said it would have taken just tons of the stuff to get people sick at all. And obviously, they said, if, there's, if we did have an, a leak here, Guess who would feel it first? Uh, Our, we yeah, would. Our yeah, workers yeah. would. Not uh, some people on a few nights here and there throughout, Randomly. interspersed throughout the town of Mattoon. Yeah. So I'm sure they probably expressed all of this in a sharply worded letter. Worded letter <laughs> don't you think? They're probably a little pissy and pretty defensive at the time. They don't want to get shut down by oh. the. Yeah, they'd probably so, be yeah. extremely defensive. They didn't want to be blamed for this. And and but that that's the pretty the last point is I don't know. Yeah, yeah. solid it as hell. Very yeah. clear it was not that. Other people think that it could have been an actual mad gasser attack. Yeah. Legit. Somebody was stuffing a spray gun. And could have been however, you think that the experts would have an idea of what it was. That's very true. Yeah. So there's this one ex local from a tune named Scott Maruna. He's like I, he's more modern. He's made these things semi recently. These accusations. He's I'm going to talk about here in a second. He's originally from Mattoon. He wrote a book arguing that the town knew who did it even at the time back in 1944. Oh. He said the culprit was a disturbed man named Farley Llewellyn. Farley was an amateur chemist, mm. and he came from an affluent family who had and he had been bullied in his young life because the town thought he was gay. Mm. They also thought he acted strangely. Wow. So he was kind of a, you know, he was bullied. He lived with his parents into his 20s and it was kind of. Hey. <laughs> I mean, he was uh, into uh, his later. Okay. Well, back in those days, I you know. split when you were 18. You I know, I was kidding. And, and so Scott Marina argued that these gas attacks were kind of his vengeance on the town. Hmm. Marina said that Llewellyn toyed with chemicals in his basement and also held grudges for the bullying he'd experienced throughout his life. Mm -hmm. The police did investigate him, though, at the time, and they found nothing at all in his, I guess, his basement or whatever. He lived yeah. in his, his mom's basement. Llewellyn would later actually made his way to a mental institution, but in those days, that could have been because he liked cooking shows and enjoyed the musical theater. Mm -hmm. So it was, I, I don't know how truly insane he was or not, but... At the end of the day, Marina's theory has absolutely no evidence whatsoever. It barely qualifies as speculation. Like, he doesn't know he was toying with chemicals. The police at the time did not find him experimenting with chemicals. Because, like you said, what chemical did it? Well, he invented one, is Marina's argument. You have mm -hmm. zero evidence for that being true. By the way, I enjoy cooking shows and musical theater. By the way, I do too. I am one out of two on the. <laughs> not a big fan of musical theater. I love it. Well, clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Good. Maybe it was some other species of mad scientist. Maybe it was a, a crazy inventor of pesticides or something like that, or, or testing out new chemicals, and he decided to test them on the people of Mattoon. So not Father Llewellyn, but something like that, yeah. some kind of mad scientist. There is mm -hmm. one story that posits this as an answer, and it, it's sort of a, almost an urban legend. It involves the insane brother, supposedly, of, of two sisters who then locked up their lunatic brother in the attic to stop the gas attacks. Huh. You know, it's that mm. old trope. We've all heard about that mm. before. But like the Farley Llewellyn story, this is just, there's literally nothing to back it up whatsoever. It's just made up. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, anyone can make up a story like that, and, and people did. And in this case, that's one of them. There's also this kind of military experiment angle. Of course. That's kind of a conspiratorial yeah. update of the mad scientist variant. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, let's be honest, with, with MK Ultra and the military for sure dosing American citizens with, with LSD yeah. and other kind of sleazy things that they've done, it's just not completely beyond the pale. But there's zero evidence that the government decided to test out some new chemical on Mattoon. Right. Because essentially that's what well, this had Well, see, to now, I would not accuse the government of testing a chemical on citizens. I would accuse them of having an accident, an accidental release of chemical that no. they were experimenting on and covering it up. With what? A fake mad gasser? No, maybe, no, just it, not correcting it, not coming out and saying, oops, nope, that wasn't a bad gas or that was us. The problem mm. with that is this the same problem with saying it was a, a leak from that factory. It 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 can't have been. It it affected people all over the place at yeah, different times, true. over days and days yeah. and days in different places, even on the same night in different places in just those six households or yeah. five yeah. households or three households. How did it not affect? Well, there was some, it would have had to be the government actually sending one of their agents out there, mm-hmm. sometimes in high heels, <laughs> to spray this new chemical yeah. through people's windows. Unless the people that got affected had their windows open and everybody else had their windows no. closed. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no not by a care. Nice try. Well, it's a possibility. It's not a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. think in a town of 16,000, five or three people are going to have their windows open and everybody else is going to have their windows closed. Five or three? Be, and not incidents per night. There were three, there were five, there were six, there were one in different times. Those are the only people in the entire town, 16,000 people that had their windows open. I Carrie. <laughs> I used to think highly of you. Hey. <laughs> now I don't. <laughs> well, I've never all. thought highly of you. So. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Right, right, mean? Right in front of our audience. You deserve it. I kind of did. So I still think highly of you, by the way. <laughs> but your last theory there was pretty lame. So... What? <laughs> 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 the exasperation in that side. The defeated face. No, it was more I of an shall angry Stop fa- participating. Then. No, Carrie. Oh, hey, mom. there are no dumb questions except for the one you just. There are no stupid answers except for that last one. One internet genius posited that, that this just might be the answer, the whole military experiment kind of a thing. When the story became national news, this person on the internet said, the authorities, quote unquote, who? What, local police, federal government, we don't know. He doesn't say. Quote, began a policy of complete denial, and the attack suddenly ceased. Coincidence? End quote. Yes, obviously, it's a coincidence. So in other words, when it became a big news, the attack ceased. Therefore, it had to be the military doing it in real life. So, I mean, obviously, it's, that's those things, there's no cause and effect between those two things. Also, by the way, note the classic use of denial as proof of perfidy in that whole non-falsifiable brilliance that is so common to conspiratorial theories. If Honestly, if they deny it, that means they did it. Of that's, course, that's yeah. That's true for almost every conspiracy theory, which also, is... Also, good use of the word perfidy. Perfidy, and how about non-falsifiable? That's well, from grad school. Um, that one's easy to understand what that means that is true. who the fuck knows what perfidy means bad things doing bad things i just like the word sorry <laughs> i don't like the word anesthetist but i like perfidy. <laughs> clearly let's bring i'm trying to bring back perfidy in case you didn't know mm. and prowler. i didn't know well uh, a perfidious prowler <laughs> 
How about aliens? We gotta throw that out there. I was waiting for aliens. Yeah, yes. there have there are people who of say course. this was an alien or aliens. With every were, single thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gassing human subjects. Hey, aliens have done a lot of anal probing in their time. I, they wouldn't stoop to gassing, I'm sure. But uh, there's not a lot of evidence for this, except a Mattoon innkeeper and fortune teller named Edna oh James. <laughs> she was actually one of the victims. She said she was gassed on September 7th. So she was part of that whole frenzy. Mm-hmm. She said that she awoke in time to glimpse, quote, an ape-like man with stooped shoulders, exceedingly long arms, and facial warts. Oh, what the fuck? She yes. got a good look. She's got a very good look. Yeah. And she's rich description. When the creature <laughs> saw he was seen by Edna, it grunted and shot her with a spray gas gun, and she was instantly <laughs> paralyzed. That was her story. Good lordy, Edna. Edna even saw the same creature in her lobby of her inn there a few days later, but no one else there could see the creature except her because she's special. And she decided that it was, because of that, it was some kind of interdimensional being, and only she was physically in tune enough to see it. Wow. That was Edna's choice. Edna's the head of her time. I think yeah. she's the head of her time. She would do really well today. Now, you'd be surprised how, how long that kind of bullshit stuff has been around. It's been around a lot. Oh, yeah. I think it wasn't invented by New Age shit in the 60s, 70s, or now. It's been definitely around for not. well over a century. She just she would have a lot of people in her TikTok comments like, <laughs> yeah, girly, you're a free spirit. Be safe. <laughs> she, I'm sure she wore a scarf. Yeah. And probably had... Big glasses. Hoop yes. earrings. Yes, hoop earrings, and she probably has some facial warts herself. I'm assuming. Oh, that's uncool. <laughs> well, because she she okay. Well, sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> this time though, when she spotted the creature, it disappeared. It vanished. So lucky Edna. As we've said above, the Mad Gas of Mertum is considered a sort of a textbook example of mass hysteria, which is now, by the way, commonly termed conversion disorder. I did not know that. They've changed the name of it, like all things. Huh. Uh, honestly, Never heard of it. Psychology does constantly reinvent itself. Uh, don't get me started. I'll sound like Tom Cruise. In fact, the defining work on the incident was written very early on. I said it, it went away very quickly. Well, only after this article by Donald Johnson, it was published the next year. So he, he went to study it almost immediately. Because again, even from the, the newspaper reportings in real time, psychologists were saying, this sounds like mass hysteria. So Donald Johnson went to look into it very quickly. And his paper was called The Phantom Anesthetist of Mattoon, a field study of mass hysteria. It was published in the Journal of Abnormal and Social Psychology, and later studies have confirmed his conclusions to, to these psychologists. Mass hysteria is caused by this pathologically spread symptoms that cause some impairment or physical and or psychological. But and psych- psychologists are careful not to describe this as an imaginary disorder, but that's more or less what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's an impairment caused by a psychological reaction or something or imagined some yeah. kind of imagined or psychological cause. That's exactly, so that's what they say all these, you know, the, the choking and the vomiting and the yeah. paralysis were. The discipline, they they don't like to use the word delusion, at least not, they, they think this um, conversion disorder is different than true delusion. There's a thing called collective delusion and they, they consider that different, this, what we used to call mass hysteria. Yeah. So collective delusion is something like how most Republicans in the United States 
seriously, uh-huh. believe that Donald Trump was cheated out of the presidential election. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. That, that is, right. that's, yeah. that's a collective delusion. Yeah. There's no evidence whatsoever, but they've deluded themselves into, into believing it. It's, it's media and elite inspired, but it's, it's just, it's not like, it's not the sort of organic hysteria that conversion disorder is. Mm. With this, you know what I mean? Anyone yeah. can suffer. I don't know if this, this is real psychological definition here, but in mass hysteria, anybody can kind of come, you know, come under the influence of it. Whereas in the collective delusion, there's a predetermined, like in, in the example I just cited, there's an ideology or a partisanship that mm. sort of okay. allows that to happen. The Madagascar case had an array of symptoms with no obvious external physical expression other than the swollen lips of one person, Mrs. Cordes. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they were things that could just be, quote unquote, all in your mind. And Psychosomatic. Were, yeah. And they yeah. were short-lived, too. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes was the average. Two hours was the max. Yeah. It was not clear what caused the reported symptoms, even at the time. There was no obvious physiological manifestations left behind, either. And there's no physical thing at all other than the odor. That's it. Right. Uh, you know, there was, and that's, again, something that can be imagined or something that yeah. can frame it. Once you think, oh, if I smell something, it's an attack, mm-hmm. that something could have, may not be so unfamiliar to you, but you frame it differently and, and, and process that differently. And you think, and you're, you're primed to think of it as the sickly sweet odor. Oh, God, now I'm going to get paralyzed and vomit. Yeah. All these so people just forgot that they were baking. <laughs> Possibly. So remember, it was very selective where some people got it and even other people in proximity did not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, with publicity, the number of cases exploded. Again, a classic mm-hmm. m- uh, mass hysteria kind of trend. There was the tension of the war. There was that initial media covers that framed it as something that was being done to them and how there was going to be more victims. There was, at least early on, there was a little pushback from the authorities on this kind of frame. They went along with it and said, yep, we're on it. We're after somebody. We're going to catch him. We're going to convict him. Yeah. And if also, again, I'm going to sound sexist here, but most victims were women. Mm-hmm. It's not sexist, <laughs> but is a reflection of the long-term societal repression that has fueled more hysteria in women than men. Yep, Correct. I'm woke. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's absolutely true because they haven't yes. had they haven't been able to express themselves in society. They've been massively more constrained than mm-hmm. men were, and so and that manifest that kind of pushes everything inside, and that leads to hysteria much more than it does in men. Yes, some people have even pointed out that most of the women affected lived in poorer parts of town and wow. were lesser educated. So now we're not only being misogynistic, we're, we're being a little bit elitist, mm-hmm. classist. We only need racism for the trifecta, but as far as I know, no one's ever said it was, you know. Predominantly yeah. a yeah. certain minority. Yeah. I mean, no one ever said that only white people suffered it because it was Mattoon and there was pretty much only white Only white, white people? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Illinois. But still, the, the, I don't know. I haven't verified the whole, it happened more in poorer parts of the town. I don't know that, that, that is even true. It, and it was mostly women, but not all, all women that were the victims of this whether they're real or not. So one of the keys to finding the mass hysteria is to the inability to discern any agent that would have caused the symptoms. Again, we go back to, it had to be mass hysteria because there's nothing known then mm-hmm. or now that could have yeah. done this. So Donald Johnson, who wrote, quote, in order to produce effects of the kind reported when sprayed through a window, the gas would have, to be, have been very potent, stable anesthetic with rapid action, 
and at the same time, so unstable that it would not affect others in the same room. It would have to be strong enough to produce vomiting and paralysis and yet leave no observable after effects. Hmm. Study of a standard source of anesthetics and war gases and consultation with medical and chemical colleagues at the University of Illinois indicates that the existence of such a gas is highly improbable. So not just they didn't know of it, but it's like that can't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of a gas. So now this chemist that Johnson is arguing that chemists said they did not believe that even some mad genius working in his basement could have invented a gas that could have done these things. Yeah. So he, along with all the other things, he came to the conclusion of his mass hysteria. I, I come back to one thing, I, I, or, you know, or I don't know if this is how much I should read into this, but what about that white claw near Mercer's quarters' door? I have, I, and even before that, the initial you know, reactions where people, there was no, I, I know a mass hysteria has to start somewhere with something, mm-hmm. but there was no, uh, there's no reason for those first victims to feel like that, even, right? I'm drawing a blank on the name now. Yeah. But And, and then I, I would argue there's no reason, even after a couple of incidents a few days ago that Mrs. Cordes smells the rag and decides she, what happened to her, yeah. is, what happened to those people with a gas spread into the window is happening to me now with this rag. So, I don't know. I, that one gives me pause to say, chalk hmm. it up purely to mass hysteria. Yeah, but you know, every now and then, I mean, you've walked through the kitchen and said, did you leave a burner on? I smell gas. And I'm a super smeller. And yeah. I don't smell anything. <laughs> and, you know, if you were a hysterical woman, you might have fallen to the floor with paralyzed legs. I just might try that next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Pop. Everybody... Smell something every now and then. Emma was doing her nails and somebody, you know, one person thought somebody was doing their nails. Another person thought they smelled gas. Yeah. So that did happen. Yeah. I suppose. And other than those first items found by Bela Kearney, uh, the lipstick and the skeleton key and the white rag, after that is literally just uh, some prints and flower beds and Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. very vague sightings of someone dressed all in black. That's it. Yeah. Uh, from an already paranoid citizenry that is primed to see somebody out there. Because there was one yeah. of the early reports said, oh, I saw some, I think it was the first one. So, yeah, the taxi driver. Mm-hmm. I saw Cordis. Was it the Cordis? I can't remember. It, but the taxi driver said, right. I saw a guy dressed in black. From then on, people are primed to see some guy dressed in black. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, I still feel like, was there a spark of something real that then ignited mass hysteria? That is, was there a mad gasser for a couple of the early ones, a few of the early ones, and then, you know, fear and panic took over? Well, a mad gasser gassing him with a gas that doesn't exist. That, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> so, that is yeah. the problem. Could there be something like that and, and some of the symptoms were imagined or exaggerated and not all of them? In other words, maybe you have to think of a, to think of a gas that supplies a causation for all, I'm making this number of five symptoms, but what if it's just two of them? Is, that pot, is there a gas that could have done that? And... You know, they, they, an early, like the first victims described other ailments or other people hysterically attributed those other ailments, even if they were really gassed by something that was causing two of the five yeah. ailments. Does that make any sense at all? Those symptoms? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know either. But still, so in other words, this mass hysteria that, you know, started with a madman spraying gas into homes and panic took over. Uh, I don't know. And if she shouldn't, wouldn't have sniffed that rag, maybe this nothing <laughs> happens after here. It's hard to say if there was any physical cause at all. So I don't know. Here's the other thing too. It's if there was even an initial mad gasser for several of the of the first 
incidents, it's remarkable that he'll, he or she was never caught. Yeah. If they were nearly as prolific as they seem to remember, it was 25 incidents in a, like a week and a half, less yeah. than yeah, that, two weeks. It's a busy prowler. It's a very busy prowler. He's never caught nearby, anywhere. With, with Remember, many, often through a large chunk of this these incidents, there were vigilante yeah. groups out there and yeah. neighborhood groups out there. He's hitting multiple houses on multiple nights. The police, the vigilantes, everybody's roaming around. So, I mean, that shows real commitment to his craft. Or it shows that he did a couple of the early ones and then wisely hung it up, hung up his spray gun, and panic and and true mass hysteria took over. Do you have any sense of what these neighborhoods were like? Were they tracked homes like we have nowadays? Well, think, yeah, think homes built in the 30s and 40s. I mean, they're just, you know, know, (laughs) alley loaded (laughs) homes along streets with trees and sidewalks. I'm not sure what you're... I mean, just residential areas, if that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Residential areas of homes. Homes not, that are very close together. I'm sure they're pretty close together. Yeah, back then. the you, Yeah, and it's Illinois, so there probably weren't a lot of, like we talked about before, a lot yeah. of like fencing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And if there was a Madagascar, what was the motive? Yeah. Was it revenge because they'd been mean to him or something like that? Yeah. Or was it robbery, like a couple of people thought, early on especially? I Until we know... Who the mad gasser was, his motive will remain just as unknown as his mm-hmm. identity because we will exist. never know. If there was a mad gasser, we will never know who that person was. And it's not big enough story for people to come out of the woodwork and say, my dad was the mad gasser <laughs> of Mattoon. Yeah, whole, I found yeah, his a, diary. A and, bunch of books of yeah. fake uh, things like everybody's mm-hmm. father was the Black Dahlia murderer. Yep, Everyone's... Uncle was the Zodiac yeah, killer. Yes, yeah. The Zodiac It is kind of sad. Yeah. I know. People do that because you know what? You can't all be right and you're almost certainly all wrong. And you want to take, not take credit, obviously, but you want to be related to the person that caused. No, you want to get a book published and make money. Uh, yeah. But That's why would you, you want it. your name to be attached to that? Because you want to get a book published and make money. I guess. It's America. And yeah. You're not responsible folks. for the sins of your father sitting over there. Yeah. You know? Good. Is, are you saying you want me to murder some <laughs> no. people so you can write a book about no, it? No, I'm saying okay. I don't want that. I don't oh. want to be connected to, like, the daughter of the, was it the Green River? Or no, the Golden State. Whoever. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Golden State Killer. I feel so bad for them. Oh, yeah. They oh. are not talking. Exactly. No. Yeah, I know. Or Until the, they decide to write a book and the daughter, I don't even know in. their names. The I daughter mean, of the really, BTK really. killer. Yeah. She's, like, people have, like, bugged her for interviews really? yeah. for years. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, your dad coming over at night. Hey, honey, how was, how was softball practice? Yeah. Hold on, I got to go wash my hands. I mean, th- this is, um, that, would be, that would be pretty horrific, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, very. So the people that want to falsely be attached to these people are just weird to me. Okay, but the Mad Gasser never killed anyone. So if you're out there and you're pretty sure your dad or uncle was the <laughs> Mad Gasser, please write to us. Are you yeah. right? Your grandparent, maybe? Maybe. Write to us. Give us, send us an email. We'll listen. Never know. We it, love was, it was Ted Cruz. Yes. Ted Cruz yes. was, the, was mad. the Zodiac killer. He, he was, the yeah. He just comes back every generation or so, does He's horrible yeah. things. He's interdimensional, so what's yes. her safe was probably name yes. was probably right. And actually, this incarnation may be the worst of all. Yes. It's very possible. Done much more damage than the Zodiac killer ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz, if you're a listener, you need to resign. Ted Cruz, if you're a listener, you're worse than the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> you're much worse, and you need to go back to your dimension and never come back here again. Yes. And by the way, why does your face look like it's melting? I why don't. do you look like a blobfish? Yes, he does. Okay. 
Sorry, no, we shouldn't we have, have no, face shamed same him. No, you know, you can with Ted Cruz. Oh, okay, no, it's Gary. No, no, Gary. No, 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 Gary, she's a, a millennial. She decides. I'm no. a Gen okay. Zer. I decide everything. Gen Zer, so even better. So sorry, older Gary. Gen Zer, but still you a Gen have been Zier. Okay, so every Gen Zer is right. No, but every, we decide the future. Decide, you guys don't get to decide. The younger generations anymore. decide who can be shamed and how and yes. in what way. Wrong. Sorry, I will take sorry, it to sorry, TikTok, and I bet you anything. They say you can shame Ted Cruz yes, for anything. I am a middle-aged white male. I have no say in that whatsoever. No, I don't. cannot. I just do what I'm told. Mm-hmm. Good. And As things like should. shaming and things like that, I just try to... You listen to your when kids. when do you do what I you're I try told. to stay in my lane, do what well, I'm told. you need to work harder at that. <laughs> <laughs> I try to not have any opinion about anything ever. OMG. You oh. hear that, everybody? You can have an opinion. Just understand that in most cases, it's not like... That I'm wrong. The num- No, not that you're wrong. <laughs> no, in, in many, many cases, you should keep it to yourself. There we go. There we- Why do you think I don't tweet? <laughs> Good, I'm glad. I know. Actually, I'm kind of glad now, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the Mad Gasser of Mattoon Part 2. Hope you enjoyed both parts, actually. If you have any theories or thoughts, agreement or disagreement, I honestly don't know. I I, I think mass hysteria, but I I hold out. Part of me says there could have been a something real at the beginning. I get it that the whole type of gas is a major hurdle, but... It just, I, and again, I understand that any mass hysteria attack instance, instance has to start somewhere. Yeah. But this is. This uh, is uh, funny because you're so poo poo or everything's a hoax. <laughs> you are I, such I, a poo I have a very open mind for these I things. I know you do. But, Much um, more than you might think. When, yeah. I, when, when I do think, based on the evidence, something's bullshit, I will tell you it's bullshit. And I have no problem. That's why it sounds like I think everything's bullshit. I don't at all. Remember, I surprised you guys. Do with, you think uh, aliens are real? Uh, human combustion. Oh right. my god! I surprised yeah. you guys with the tick, tock, tick, tack UFO. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking there might be something there. Well, so, I think everybody does. No, what, a lot of people. A lot of people about? think it's just a blip or whatever. Remember that UFO that was seen by the Air Force pilots? Oh and you yes, see yes, it yes. Doing crazy shit yeah. on the video. There's something weird about aliens. A hundred percent exist. Aliens, I think, do. Are they visiting us? No. Yeah. That's. I'm much more. I think we're silly to think that in the entirety of the whole universe, all of space, we are the only planet that has ever had life is silly. Pretty smug Earthlings. Yeah. Earthlings? Do I think there will ever be any like overlap or anyone will visit us? Probably not. The distances are pretty crazy. Then again, I always say, like, people say, oh, well, you can't travel the speed of light and blah, 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 blah. How the fuck do you know? (laughs) Technology can, in a million years, can be so, or something that's far advanced, can be Mm -hmm. things that we don't understand how they're doing it or how they get by seeming physical uh, type of constraints. Who knows? Who knows, so... Yeah. I hold out hope. I hope there's... If you're an alien out there and you're listening, please contact us, email us. Yeah, I'm curious. I would like... How much better... Is it over there than it yes. is here? Or and is why, it... And, and you know and, what? Would you do us a solid and help out here? Yeah. Can I mean, like, good Lord. Also, because I'm sure they'll speak English, you guys. <sighs> they have translators. Gary <laughs> runs everything. Yeah, Gary, universal translators. Hello. Watch Star Trek. Okay. That okay. was the show. Gary, tell them where they can find us. Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> she's already looking at her. She's already texting uh, me. Weird World Podcast at gmail.com and Weird World Podcast on Facebook. You say and it Instagram like, for and, instance. And Patreon. <laughs> okay. What do you mean, like, for instance? And Twitter. I'm going to tweet about this. That would be Weird World Pod. Thank you. No cast on that one. Got it. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thank Next you. Next time. See ya. Ta ta.